It's season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. This season, we are doing it for the people. The holidays are coming, and we're doing it for the people. I want you to join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. Support the show at $1, 5 or $10 a month. At that top fangirl level, you'll have access to the full video versions of the show. Lots of fun. We love you. Now let's rock this next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Um, I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined once again by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. Hello. Hello. It looks like you're wearing like snow overalls or something. I am wearing an apron. (laughs) The silver, is there like, see the silver clasp right there? It looks like right from where you are. It does. It looks like I'm wearing snow pants. Mm-hmm. Alas, I am not. No snow yet here. Praise the Lord. I was going to remind you, because sometimes you forget, Angela, that this is the time of year for you to get your garlic in the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would need garlic to get the garlic in the ground. <laughs> Somebody wants to send me some. I'll get it in well, the ground. Well, I, I was going to go buy some. You know, they say buy seed garlic. It's not been sprayed. It's disease free. Mm-hmm. It was so expensive. For organic seed garlic, it was like $25 a pound. And I just said, not going to do it. So I went and got some of mine from my pantry, and that's what I planted. Good for you. Why, I mean, why do you have to do anything but that? I don't know. Don't fully know. They say to do the same thing with potatoes, which I did one time, and then in subsequent years have just been planting those potatoes again. Yeah. I just keep the little tiny ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, ladies, gardeners, if you haven't planted your garlic yet, it's a great time to do that. Um, But that's not what we're talking about today here on the podcast. Did you introduce the show? Did, <laughs> did you say I? the name of the yes, show I did. or anything? Yes, I did. Okay. This is Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. And we figured you might need a little bit rescuing right now because... For us Americans, it's Thanksgiving week. Americans. Oh, you almost said that, Miss Americans. Americans. And Thanksgiving really doesn't mean that much except for we eat a big meal. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh my gosh, you just made a lot of people mad. Why? Well, are we really remembering the pilgrims sitting down with the Native oh, I Americans? Am. Probably. I not. am. You are? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, it's a great story. <laughs> like, I like it's it. But also fictional. Um, also, did you know that... Is it completely fictional? Probably. Like, nothing like that <laughs> happened. Nothing. Probably not. I don't think the Native American history went down like we think it went down in a lot of ways. Did you hear... No, I'm serious. Don't give me that look. Probably not. <laughs> There was this not guy funny. who recently wrote a book. I know that's vague, but I'm looking up his name right now so I can be <laughs> okay. more specific, okay? Oh but he... People um, are just okay, tuning out. His name out. is Elliot West. His name is Elliot West, and he is a historian. He just came out with this book called Continental Reckoning, the American West in the Age of Expansion. All right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was 
I listened to an interview of his and it was absolutely fascinating because he talked about the fictional way that we have rewrote in history in America. And it really wasn't that long ago. Even like Westward Expansion. You are killing it. What? Rewritten. Rewritten. What? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm teasing you. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying it's Thanksgiving week. It's Thanksgiving week. There's a lot going on, Angela. There's a lot going on. There was a lot going on with the intro of this podcast today. (laughs) You're making me laugh. Um, I could talk about history, so I I mean, we could just ditch the show and homemaking and talk about (laughs) westward expansion. I'm all in. I'd love to hear that. What I was going to tell you is that Stuart's however many greats came over on the Mayflower. He was a Hopkins. Stuart's mother's maiden name is Hopkins. And she has his, like, the Mayflower, you know, papers with his sign. It was like her great, great, great grandpa or something can't remember yeah probably more than that because However i think many. like i think like my i have someone that fought in the revolutionary war and i think he's a seven times great grandfather so probably significant okay sure yeah probably many greats mm-hmm. um, many greats uh, but my was... husband tried to convince us all that his family was on the mayflower and we pulled up the manifest and we're like you're wrong <laughs> that is <laughs> It's just some story you were told as a kid. And it's and then he's like, no, Well, they were on the Titanic and we're like, No, they weren't. <laughs> he's like, Well, they were in the Salem Witch Trials and we're like, probably not. <laughs> Salem Witch Trials. I'm serious. Oh, this wow. is this is this is family dinner conversation for us. And now that, that we have phones, we're like fact checking. We're like, you grew up with a lot of like family tales. Oh, that's good. But we're glad yeah, you think you're fun. a founding father. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. America is so cool and fascinating because when Stuart and I were working, we're working through our genealogy. This has been an ongoing mm-hmm. thing for a few years. And I have incredible family documents, like my great-grandfather signing off allegiance to the king of Norway. He's like, I will no longer, you know, fight for this king. I'm an American now. And But Stu's family, like, they have literally been in America for so long. Like, the closest we could get back like to trace his lineage actually uh-huh. back somewhere else was the 1500s. <laughs> it was a very long time ago. That was wow. the closest relative we could find living somewhere outside of America. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's four days till the holiday. Yep. I just moved um, my camera so you can see the chaos behind me because we're doing a bathroom remodel eight feet mm-hmm. from here and and I'm having company. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's coming? Your mom? Uh, my sister-in-law. Yeah. Oh, kids. fun! Mm-hmm. And all the kids? <gasps> mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. It's gonna be. Oh, awesome. that's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yes. Ezra drop is the day before Thanksgiving. So that, isn't that lovely? Those poor drivers having to do that drop the day before Thanksgiving. Ours is on right. Tuesday, so not not too much ahead of you. But today 
ladies, this season, we're talking about doing it for the people. And so we thought we would talk about doing holidays for the people because you're about ready potentially to show down four, five, six days of people. Probably lots of people in going on. So we're going to encourage you for the next hour and a half. (laughs) I mean, you're either like entertaining and washing sheets and wiping down baseboard or you're doing that thing where you're loading up all the small children and you're transporting casseroles and mom takes the most precarious one in her lap with the tinfoil on it mm-hmm. and i mean it's yep. just oh my gosh you got them on the dashboard in the back and of you, your car and yeah diaper bags but not to hit the brakes yeah i mean <laughs> it's one of two things <laughs> it's one of two things um this is season 18 of homemaker chic and we're going to be with you we're going to finish out this year wrap up season 18 where we are doing it for the people. So I think I'm I'm glad that we have a few more weeks to kind of concentrate on this for people because it's tough, isn't it? You got to rev yeah, those engines is. every single morning, every single morning. It's like starting cold. Do it again. Do it again. Right. Well, and for company, I mean, for me, I start like, like right now, I'm like planning out, well, we're recording this a few days early, so earlier than Monday. So I'm a week out and I'm thinking I'm like blocking every minute. What are we doing every minute? Because you're going to take some time off and you're going to go the extra mile. It's it's intense. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. I'm really yeah. excited. Yep. But but it does take uh coordination and delegation and organization. All the shuns. Yeah, um, you talk. I, I'm freezing. I'm going to grab a sweater. I'm freezing. Can you? Well, I want to talk to you. 10 seconds. Okay. I have a. To that. No, it's fine. I have a YouTube video that is coming out this week and it's talking about homemaking during the holidays because it can feel overly zealous or, you know, like you're trying to overdo it. When you're planning so much for the holidays, you are planning out all the breakfasts and you're washing the linens and you're making sure you've got a stash of towels and it can feel like you're overdoing it. Angela, what I was saying is I've got a YouTube video coming out, talks about homemaking for the holidays. And I'm like sitting on this video and menu planning because that's what you actually have to do to make it enjoyable and to make sure that you actually have what you need for it to go as smoothly as possible it's not like you're just trying to be martha stewart here you're like this is just the actual reality of right otherwise otherwise, like you're sending your husband to the store 82 times you know exactly and you forget you don't coordinate the right things at the right time stuff falls through the cracks and that's just not a nice place to be so are you um with your parents i know Mm. your italian thanksgiving got shot down yet again yep I didn't think get... you're just going to keep trying every year till someone says yes. And no one likes melanzana. Sad. Um, we're going to go to my parents. So it ended up working okay. out that <clears throat> Stu's dad and his wife, along with my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and their two kids are going to come and spend a good chunk of time with us at Christmas. So oh, we are going to have a full Elliot <laughs> experience at Christmas, which is going to be wonderful. So my mom, anticipating this, said, let me do Thanksgiving. You're going to have a ton to kind of prepare for for Christmas. 
which is true. So we're going to go to my parents' house. So not so bad that for us. Lovely. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Yep. It'll be great. And are you, uh, does she let you bring things? Oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody okay. pitches in. Everyone does the things. Everyone will be happy. Everyone will be happy. You know, and this is one mm. of those doing it for the people where it, as much as I would love to prepare an Italian feast, that's not what the people want. The people have spoken. That's the sound of freedom, ladies and gentlemen. It does make me laugh how you try every year, though. I do try. I'll keep trying. <laughs> I'll just keep trying. It's fine. Um, well, um, okay. <laughs> well, we've got a list okay. to kind of work through. I prepared a list okay. for us. For doing Are it for the people to, for the holidays. Um, yes, go Are ahead. Are we going to bowl full of lemons, too? Yes, we are. Or do you just have a list for us? Yes. Okay. We are going to do that. Um, but before we do that, shout out to World Watch News for sponsoring Season 18 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit worldwatch.news. Go there and use the code Angela Homemaker Chic for one month free. There you go. Use the code Homemaker Chic for one month free, and you can get every weekday a little 10 to 12 minute news recap of all the big news stories that you need to know about that can be really helpful to know about to track alongside without all of the garbage, without all the ads, without all the commercials. I want you to go and I want you to do that. And then I don't want you to look at it over Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. I want you right. to take a break. Take a break. Maybe even fully turn your phone off and hide it away from yourself for a few days so that you can rest your heart and rest your mind. But then we eventually got to come back to the real world. And that's where you can go for really wonderful news that's presented with biblical discernment. It's meant to create news literacy for you, for your children. It's meant to give you good critical thinking skills, discernment skills, and you can get it on your phone, your tablet, your computer. So, worldswatch.news. Uh, okay. Code Homemaker Chic for a free month. Nothing to lose. That's a lot. It that's, is. A that's lot. nicer than a week because a week mm -hmm. you like, you go by and three days happens mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I didn't even get to use that free. You know, when somebody gives you a free trial, mm -hmm. the week is kind of like, meh, because mm -hmm. you're so, especially when it's something new that you're going to incorporate into your routine. You already have your routine right. set. So, right. with the week trial, you're kind of like, you, you always miss at least half of it. Right. Um, Okay, so the bugger about putting the phone away for a holiday is, like, we live with our phones as our cameras now, and it's hard mm -hmm. to uh, divorce yourself from your phone because mm -hmm. it's so easy to take pictures, and mm -hmm. that's the bugger. When we were in Bulgaria and I went to this photography oh. workshop, I was the only person in the workshop that shot with a camera. Everybody else shot with I their wondered. phones. And... It is convenient. I mean, you can stick it in your pocket. It weighs nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can do everything else on it at the same time. And, you know, and here I am lugging around my D850 equipment, three pounds right. around my neck. Right. And so I was often asked, why don't, why don't you use your phone? And to me, it was like the phone represents work. It's where my work mm. emails come. It's where work calls come. It's where I do work Zoom meetings. It's where I have to work on social media. Like, 
it's not restful to me to just hang out on my phone. And so, yeah, um, putting it away to me is that's how I actually get rest. So maybe other I don't I guess all that's to say I don't understand how other people relate to their phone. I only know how I relate to mine. And it represents yes. quite a bit of anxiety work. and work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to put. Yeah, that I noticed away. you have your notifications silenced now. Oh, That's I do. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'm like, does she not? Am I supposed to text her back? Oh, is she busy? <laughs> is she recording? So I always like push it, and then it does this little like the little and it shakes a little bit. <laughs> I didn't really. I didn't know I did that. Huh. I'm like, but you're texting me. Do you not want to hear back from me? Because like I'm really confused. <laughs> I'll have to take that off. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it goes like notify anyway. I'm like, okay, here goes. <laughs> Sorry, Shay. Are you what's going on? Sorry. Um, are you setting a boundary? Like, yes, this is me setting boundaries. <laughs> Not against me. <laughs> oh, phones. Sweet, sweet phones. Um, can what would it be like? I remember going to weddings when I was a young girl, like my cousins and things, and they would put disposable cameras out on the cameras. We did that. We were trendy. We were like the first people to do that. We've been married so long that we were like the first. That was, we got them. They had like flowers on them. Ours had like a special case. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't under, I was young. I was so young (laughs) that I didn't realize you were supposed to be taking pictures of like, yeah stuff so i was like let's take pictures of like each other dancing and like someday mm-hmm. they went out and developed those disposable cameras and they ended up with 36 images of a you know seven-year-old just cutting a rug to ymca or something doing the was, running man i didn't quite running. understand the concept <laughs> that's funny i'm yeah. sure they ended up with some um, now they gems. have this there's an app that i think is so great because now when you go to an event or you have an event, oh, I helped someone with a wedding this summer. The name of this app is going to escape me. But it's that concept. So you get a QR code and you put the signage up at your event and everybody can scan the QR code. And then their photos that they take from that event like can go to the whole photo lot. It's like a, the disposable camera concept. It's super cool. But like yeah, it's really cool. on your phone. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. With red lips and no denim jumpers. Toops & Co. is your beauty source for being Homemaker Chic. So remember this code, Fall Beauty. One word, Fall Beauty, for 10% off gorgeous designer quality makeup from Toops & Co., You don't have to sacrifice quality to use cosmetics that are free from hormone-disrupting chemicals, parabens, preservatives, and more. Mineral makeup, liquid foundations, a face primer to swoon over. This company has been created by our friend Emily, and she has taken the time to create quality makeup with ingredients that you can feel good about. Makeup, skincare, she's taking it to an entirely new level. I want you to try the red wine lipstick, the long lash mascara, the cream cheek tint. There are makeup brushes and even sample sets for you. So visit Toops, that's T-O-U-P-S, toopsandco.com and use the code FALLBEAUTY at checkout for 10% off. 
or simply visit the Homemaker Chic podcast page on Instagram and click that red button that says beauty. If you are looking for quality kitchen products that are ethically sourced and in your price range, Angela and I invite you to visit Kui Housewares, that's K-O-O-I, housewares.com forward slash homemaker chic and use code BLESSED10. This is a wonderful family-run business that was created over 10 years ago to offer high quality products to us homemakers that are designed to last and benefit our homes, especially our kitchens. So often we can spend our money on the wrong products, products that don't stand up to the workload. Kui Housewares has put the hard work in of finding products that are high quality, name brand, and products that are fully backed by manufacturer's warranties. They make it easy to shop everything from cake decorating supplies to canning supplies. While you're shopping Kui Housewares, be sure to check out the superb canning lids. If you didn't think a canning lid could get better than it is, you've never tried superb lids. They seal beautifully because of a thicker rubber seal and they don't ever rust because of five layers of corrosion prevention. And they're made in the USA. Visit KuiHousewares.com forward slash homemaker chic, use code BLESS10 and enjoy shopping around this wonderful store. Here we are, that season where we tuck into our homes and make them cozy and comfortable for ourselves and the people we love. Tuck in with American Blossom Linens and receive 20% off your purchase of bedding, sheets, pillows, towels, and more. American Blossom Linens are American-grown and made cotton products that are woven to last a lifetime. That's right. These beautiful products are grown, spun, and woven in the USA. As a Homemaker Chic listener, you've heard us share our thoughts on the concept of better, not more. And so we're right here with you, dressing our homes in American Blossom's finest quality products. And as your home economist, you can enjoy 20% off with the exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. With a two-year return policy, made in the USA, and free shipping, you cannot go wrong. Visit American Blossom Linens today. Duvet covers, sheets, towels, pillows, inserts, and more. AmericanBlossomLinens.com with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 at checkout. I want you to visit HotRugs.net if you're tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs that don't survive your lifestyle. You wash them, they start curling up on the ends, they just don't have that designer look that you want. Why not dress your home in a hand-woven rug from House of Tokuman? I want you to look at your home. Where does it need some style infusion? Nothing is as timeless as a Persian rug. And now you can use the coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off one of these beautiful pieces. Here's a designer tip. Give your home an instant professionally designed look when you add a Persian rug. So you know you gotta go to House of Tokuman and check them out over on Instagram because she's always updating her feed with new rugs. And then use the exclusive code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20 for 20% off this investment into the fabulous style of your home. You're guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, no machine-made or copy replicas sold here. House of Tokuman can be found at HOTRUGS.net. That's HOTRUGS.net. And use that coupon code HOLIDAYHOMEMAKER20. Have you ever thought about getting a non-work phone? Like having two phones? No. No, I uh, have no problem ignoring stuff. I'm just like, I, know. I don't want to talk to that you. That is true. I, I just, yeah, I'm, if I don't, if I didn't do what I wanted with my phone or with response times or something, like, I would just be a total slave to it. So I don't. I don't even think I'd know how to like change notifications or silence them or whatever. I know people do that, but yeah, 
I, if I see a text come through, like I, I know people, I'm very close to people that feel compelled to answer something right then. And like, you don't own me. <laughs> I get to respond when, just because it's just like, I think about the old days or whatever, just because you heard the phone ring didn't mean you, like, if I had a phone, a landline here, and I was up in my office and it rang in the kitchen, like old school 1980s, I would never go running down the stairs to get the phone. I'm too busy for that. So I try to cut, keep that, I keep that mentality with my, with my cell phone. Mm -hmm. Like just because it's happening, like I'm busy right now. I can't, I, uh, we've talked about this in other uh, shows, you know, when we talk about like attention and getting in the groove and getting in the zone, I cannot stop and start. I have to stay focused. Um, I think I heard or read somewhere like like if you are doing something and you're doing a task or something, it takes you 20 minutes to get back to that frame of mind and everything that was firing and happening at that moment if you get interrupted. So yeah, long story short, I um, I ignore a lot of stuff till I'm ready. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it can be tricky when you want to give something back to it more than just thumbs up, right? <laughs> it's something you actually have to put your mind to. Yeah. Um, and I don't do thumbs up. So that's probably, I can't, it's like my husband, he'll say K. Mm -hmm. K. I'm like, I at least get the O. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wife. Yeah, I get just... the two letters. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't have so, settled um, thoughts on it, but here we are. Yeah, right. Um, you're going to your mom's. Well, I want to hear about your list. Let's do your list. Tell me what you have. You said you have a list of things to go over. Yeah, I do. So before I go down a rabbit trail, give me one. Well, I was going to do our bowl full of lemons assignment first. Okay. All right. That all right? And I would yeah. like to apologize to everyone that the assignment that I'm about to give you oh, no. fell on Thanksgiving week because oh my gosh at least is it doable for me no it's not doable this looks like mount everest to me when i look at this page maybe other people okay. don't feel that way but they don't have to do it this week we're going to take a break week no. the show is going to take a break so yes. you guys get two weeks to do this so we'll right give you a so we're not going to record Thanksgiving Monday. Week. so you actually right, right. yeah we're not because we record on thursdays so we're not going to do that so you're going to get two weeks to do this overwhelming assignment that Shay's about to give you. Well, are you ready? <laughs> okay. If you're think, new here to Homemakers no Cheap Podcast, we are going through the complete book of Home Organization Together by Tony Hammersley of Bowlful of Lemons. And each week, I like to give you a few assignments to organize your home. So we've been working our way through the kitchen, doing all kinds of tasks there. <clears throat> and your assignments for this week oh are Shay, what is it? Make sense of your freezer. Go deep. Okay. No. <laughs> I won't. I'm just gonna wait till it breaks down. <laughs> the kitchen oh. is much more efficient when everything is in its place and easily accessible. Having an organized freezer will save your family both time and money. So Tony suggests dividing and conquering, 
separating all of your items into categories based on how often you use them. Gosh. Use a color system, colorful bins to group your items. So she has a picture here for patrons who are watching the video. She has a picture of these beautiful little plastic containers and it's labeled chicken, sausage, bacon, sweets, nuts, fruit, such like that. Um, so label clearly, collect your bins, use you know, plastic bins to keep like with like. Stock up now that it's organized. It's time to stock up on groceries. Um, prevent freezer burn, right? By making sure things are packaged well, etc. And then go deep. If your family size or your wallet dictate that you buy in bulk, you've likely come across the pressing need for more storage. So deep freezers are a great solution for that. Most people I know of have a second freezer in their garage or somewhere in their home. Um, we have six. Okay, I wanted to ask you this last week, but it wasn't really on topic. Now it ironically is. Do you have chest freezers or uprights? We have five chest freezers and one upright. Do you share the disdain for the chest freezer? I do. That I have? I do. I find it the most inefficient awful stressful i hate it i hate them i think they're dumb it's like a coffin like why would you just want to store all your food in a big box so that you can stand on your head and rummage through it and try to reach down to the bottom and say i know there's a bag of broccoli in here somewhere i mean i really i can't handle it i hate it i would rather have a hundred uprights than I can't, I can't stand it. I hate mine. It's, it's a mess. No matter what I do, it doesn't stay organized. It doesn't even have like containers. It's just a big box. I hate it. That is how she feels. That's how I feel. Gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we collected check free chest freezers before I realized how much I despise them. So yeah. When one of them broke and we needed to replace it, we replaced it with this big upright, which I love. Um, mm -hmm. So we do a lot of meat in bulk, obviously, because we butcher our own things. And so like I have a chicken freezer and it's just whole chicken. So that one is not so bad because you're not okay. there's nothing else to reach down for. for. It's just chicken. Yeah, that would be fine. Okay. That would be fine. I have so a you fish have a chicken one. chest freezer. I've got a chicken chest freezer. Chicken chest freezer. A fish okay. fresh, fresh chest freezer. <laughs> I've got a beef one, two lamb ones, and then my upright is like my frozen fruits and frozen eggs and these sorts of things because mm -hmm. that's the hardest mm -hmm. stuff to organize. So. You know, if I just know I want to cook beef, I'll just literally go into the chest freezer and kind of rummage through the top layer and find what I find. And then that dictates what I'm going to make for the week <laughs> because okay. it's so difficult to dig around in it. That's why this assignment um, feels so impossible to me because the other thing about freezers is that once a year, twice They're a year, cold. they do really benefit from actually taking everything out of it, letting it defrost. Yeah cleaning it out because they build up ice and they i don't even know where this stuff comes from my stuff isn't leaking like where did this sewage along the edge come from that's now frozen i don't know, I don't know where i don't know i don't know how it actually gets there they're 
dirty and disgusting and I'm ashamed of myself. So I don't even know. I know it needs to be done. I feel like I need one of those like TLC teams for the hoarder show to come in and help me because, oh my gosh, it feels insurmountable. Yeah. I mean, if I could have a walk-in freezer, like I have a walk-in cooler, I would be so happy. Mm -hmm. That's what Stuart wants. He doesn't want to... He doesn't want to invest any energy into sorting this out because he wants to get a walk-in freezer, which they make. Like one of those big, like my friend has a restaurant down the road and she's got them out behind the building. She just opens the door. I'm like, oh, yeah. that is so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, you know, not that wouldn't, not everybody needs that, but we have mm -hmm. a big family. We cook everything from scratch and we preserve all of our food. So mm -hmm. it's massive. <laughs> The amount of things that we store and freeze are massive. So I'm not doing this one this week. <laughs> Maybe next week. No way. <laughs> um, I actually, because we got a, we um did our cow. Well, we didn't do our cow. We had a beautiful cow and we swapped her with um a family down the road that does beef. So we got a live cow for a dead cow and she's like literally living her best life on their huge pasture and we get to wave to her every time we drive by um but that being said that was the perfect time for me to go i so i did all this probably 12 weeks ago Ooh, and it was nice because it was still warm out and yeah. what my grandma does is she boils a big kettle of water and she puts it in the empty freezer and closes the door and like the steam helps melt everything out then you're not chiseling and chiseling and chiseling. And so we did all that. And um, my beef freezer is just like organized. I got all the steaks. Like I used, I have this big um, bakery pan, uh, bread loaf, like where the four mm -hmm. loaves are attached to each other, but it's too big for my range. And so I used that to organize my steaks. And oh, nice. that one I'm really proud of. Like that yep. one gives me the vapors when I open the door. I'm like, which what shall we have for dinner? And then the next one is chicken and fish and it's smaller. Mm -hmm. You must have a lot of fish because I feel like I have a lot of fish and it's, I've got tubs for that. But then the other one is just vegetable and pesto and Ziploc bags of frozen eggs. And oh gosh. Mm -hmm. no, thanks. Well, you know how we always talk about like expanding as a homemaker, right? Like it is mm -hmm. muscles. You can't just go from nothing to deadlifting 250. Like there's a lot of life in between those two things and a lot of effort in between mm -hmm. those two things. I swear to you, Angela, mm -hmm. in the last four months has been the first time that I've been able to actually keep my walk-in cooler and root cellar under control. Like, a, like an adult all the time. With us last week about doing like moving around five things exactly like every time you go out there you just i love that to the point of like yeah. now that's muscle memory for me so yesterday mm -hmm. was my deep clean kitchen day so i went down into the cold room i pulled out all the leftovers fluffed a few things straightened a few things came back up i mean i didn't spend more than five minutes down there but like five minutes seven days a week right or mm -hmm. even a few times a day sometimes yeah. And all of a sudden, that's hours and hours of work. But I'm not letting it get so bad to the point that there's like shame involved. And this has been like to the point where I'm actually creating, I've created the habit now. So it's maintained. Yeah. 
So I would love to be um, able to get there with my How long does it take to make a habit? 21 days? Is it 21 mm. days to create a new habit? I don't know. Maybe. Did you ever uh, read Atomic Habits? Mm-mm. I started to. Atomic Habits is a good book. I gotta be careful with productivity it, first of all, books. I don't have a problem with productivity. I got a pro- problem with like it's feeling not peace when I'm not produ- productive. Okay. You know what I mean? This was about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Feeling peace when you're not productive. Right. So like my new habit that I'm trying to create is reading for no reason. Just pleasure reading. Because I'm trying to tell my soul like it's okay to rest you have value even if you're not doing anything and yeah you've got 30 minutes and you could Mm. go start a bread or mop a floor whatever pay a bill or you could also sit still for 30 minutes know that you've done what you need to do for the day and it's not perfect and it's okay to sit still for 30 minutes (laughs) yeah i probably need therapy for that Especially in the middle of the day. At the end of the day, I'm super good. I'm like, we're done. I'm going to watch Netflix. No guilt. I'm going to, I started a new show. Oh my gosh. It made me so happy last night. I'll tell you about it later. Um, But at the end of the day, fine. But I do have this like really sick and twisted work ethic, like pay all your dues before you mm-hmm. do anything pleasurable. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's, that's, that's not that I don't like what I do. Not that I don't like what I do. Of but course. Before it's, there's a no strings attached to it. Like, I'm just going to yeah. sit and read this just because I want to. Right. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still have to do that, like, with working out. I'm like, look, the dishes will still need to be done. I got to pull something out for dinner. I got to f- finish grading a spelling test, whatever. You know, like, yeah. there's – and I have to literally just stop and say, I'm going to go get 45 minutes in, period. Over here. Yeah. <laughs> children have needs no what are you doing now okay well angela's sorting out family okay. family uh things you may want to. i'm going to go ahead and start our list so we're talking about hosting people holidays doing it for the people okay so angela kind of already hit on my first point which was you got to plan ahead okay We're doing it for the people. We've got to plan ahead. Who's coming? What are we doing? What are we eating? (laughs) Where are they going to sleep? Um, What are some things, some needs that are going to need to be met? Um, And this could even just be for your family. For example, we have next week off. We're taking the whole week off of school or this week, Thanksgiving week. We're taking the whole week off of school. So... I put a card table up in my living room, which takes up a large amount of space in our one room, mm. put a tablecloth on and put out this puzzle that Georgia and I have been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, I'm oh, great. Because I'm anticipating mm-hmm. what the needs are going to be. If they're home and we're hanging out and we're just chilling and relaxing, which is exactly what I want to do this week. You know what's going to happen, parents. They're going to go, I'm bored. Can I watch, Can we watch something? <laughs> yeah, which is what I just got here just now. Um, we went down. We, so we did this. So like, okay, we're vibing here. Uh, we went down as a family three days ago and detailed the basement, the big air quote family room in the basement. It was like uh, an atrocity. <laughs> and now it's 
the the sofas have been vacuumed, all the dishes that kids all of a sudden I have spoons again. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the dishes have been brought up. It's clean. It's like a big hangout room. The Christmas lights are up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a usable space, and it, it's exactly with that in mind, like in that anticipation of that free time. Where are we going to blow off steam? Where can we do crafts? Right. Yeah. And these are the kind of things, like we also have a Lego table out in our living room because if they're out, people will do them. Mm -hmm. I'm always surprised when people come over and we have puzzles out because sometimes we do them on our kitchen table if they're smaller. People just sit down and join in. Mm -hmm. They just can't help themselves. So trying to plan ahead really does reduce as much as it can, last minute stress. It just does. Look, I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, there's but everything. It's... You know, as every family has like little things that we're all willing to put up with, like um, whether it's just like this constant forgetfulness to put another hand towel in the bathroom for when you're done washing your hands. So, like, like mm-hmm. family will watch, like we'll walk out and wipe it on mom's apron or something. You know, like there's every family has like little things that they're willing to put up with and then those are the things you sort of hustle with mm-hmm. hustle when fam when company's going to come over so it's uh, addressing those it's thinking about food allergies you know just time. um logistics big time uh you just reminded me um when you were talking about grown-ups um playing with puzzles just because they're out a lot of times uh for holidays i will get a big roll of paper from the hardware store and as much as I love everybody's beautiful tables that I see on Instagram, I will duct tape or tape a huge piece of paper as our um, tablecloth. And then I've I've done like their, the names in glitter, but I will have markers out. And it's just so great. Mm-hmm. Everyone picks up a marker and starts doodling or jogging some sort of memory from our time together or it's everyone is everyone ends up contributing to the paper tablecloth and it's really Mm -hmm. fun because you know then you're clearing dishes and then it's kind of empty and then people really go hardcore before you bring the dessert out and then if Mm -hmm. you have people there for the whole weekend it's just sort of there you try to keep it clean it doesn't always work put put a new one down but that's always been like a really big hit and it it does it keeps the grown-ups when the kids go to bed Grownups are playing cards or whatever, and they're still doodling, they're still sketching, they're still having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to put that. it out. Mm-hmm. Just let it be there. So it just kind of happens. I love that. Um, we have a ukulele. And the great thing about a ukulele is that when you strum it, it's tuned to be a chord. So it actually, even if you just strum it and don't know anything, it's a pleasant mm-hmm. sound. And... I'm always surprised who will pick up the ukulele and just do something, you know? And it's mm-hmm. fun and silly and um, wonderful in a way. So yes to that. And this was the next one on my list. And I think this kind of ties in perfectly with what you just said, which is okay, creating a welcoming atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, we're doing it for the people. If you have a magnificent house and everything is just perfect, you know, I think the better question is not, is it perfect? It's, are people welcomed? Are people going to feel comfortable here? 
you know, a lot of times, especially on Thanksgiving, like there's actually a lot of sit around time where we're actually, mm -hmm. it doesn't quite move as fast as a normal dinner party, right? Or there's leftovers oh, the next sure. day. And yeah. this is, we're talking about this going into Christmas and all this other time. There's a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Are they comfortable? Is there, is there a place for them to put their shoes? Are there comfortable throw blankets where they could kind of curl up on the couch and put a little lap blanket on? Yeah. Um, is there something for them to do, to help with, to color, to puzzle, to read, to flip yeah. through? Do you have photo books around? Or, you know, just these kind of little mm -hmm. personal things that make people feel welcome. Um. That's very ironic. Each week with the Old World Design Society, I give a design challenge on Monday. And so this this week's challenge was like before you get out all the tubs, before you start doing all of that stuff by tub, like Christmas decor tubs, what can you just do to make it cozy? Mm -hmm. Where do you need a nice cozy light bulb? Where do you need a stack of throw blankets? Do you need to wind your clocks? I love the sound of ticking clocks in a home. You know, like what what can you do we to literally just, sort of just wound our clock on a youtube video <laughs> did you really oh my gosh <laughs> that's great oh my gosh i have clocks in every room mm -hmm. half of them are broken which is devastating to me i just have this okay nerd thing in my head where i just always think about buckingham palace and all of the clocks chiming at the same time and i you should see me all like run downstairs to the cuckoo clock and then run back upstairs to the westminster and like try to get everything to do its thing at the same time. Love clocks. Um, but that was the design assignment this week was like, before you do anything else, like just make it cozy. Do you need to stack mm -hmm. firewood? Do you need, I love um, like long matches. Mm -hmm. Yep. What do you got to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you got to do? Um, I love that. We're doing it for the people, which means that we got to personalize it. Mm -hmm. And we have to be ready to prepare for that diversity, okay? And I'm speaking to myself here because turns out now, like, of my extended family, I think both of my sisters are gluten-free and my brother-in-law is yeah. gluten-free, my niece is gluten-free, my nephew is gluten-free, okay? Somebody, <laughs> I can't remember where I heard this, but somebody called them GFers. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, and I love them so much. And I, we are, my family is not gluten-free. And so it it's disorienting to me because I'm just not used to thinking about that at all. We're mm -hmm. not dairy-free. We're not pescatarian. We're not vegan. We're not gluten-free. And so I don't What's have pescatarian? to give... You only eat fish. You only eat fish. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the meat that. that you eat, right? Yeah, yeah um, I understand. But we're doing it for the people. And so this is a great reminder that it's not about us. It is about our people and we are doing it for them. And I think it's great for me to be reminded to do that with a cheerful heart. Um, yeah. And be willing. Gluten-free stresses me out. Like it <laughs> legit stresses me out. If you don't out. cook like that, it's I've... stressful. It just, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm always like, just make it enjoyable. I have a friend who like can't, it affects her heart. She's like, it's very dangerous for her. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, every family has got, you have people over, there's going to be things mm -hmm. like that. That's just the way it is. 
these days, isn't it? And so um, go ahead. preparing the homemaker heart to say, look, I'm going to, I'm doing this for you. I'm going to personalize it to mm -hmm. you. Even my friends that don't do gluten free or anything like that, I have this incredible mental catalog of their likes and dislikes food wise. That's awesome. And when they come, I want them to feel like, oh my gosh, she remembers. She remembers that mm -hmm. I love this or she remembers that I don't like this. And this little Rolodex in my mind is pretty severe. Like people I've met a few times and I'm like, oh, they hate stuffed peppers or whatever, like whatever it mm -hmm. is. Um, these mental food notes because that's the way my mind works. But I think it's a great time. It's Monday, you guys. It's a great time. Let's Let's check ourselves and say, okay, what can I do? to get myself to, even if it's, you go to the store and you pick out a really beautiful gluten-free roll or whatever it is to just feel like, oh my gosh, I did that for them. Yay, okay, now that's taken care of. And they're gonna be happy, they're going to be comfortable, they're gonna have their needs met. Um, and I've anticipated that and did that mm -hmm. for them. Right, absolutely. Even, even, you know, when I entertain, I'm, there's, I, I entertain for me too. I enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. And there's certain music I want to hear. I've gotten better mm -hmm. at like, I have playlists ready. So what kind of music do you like? If I know this person like is not a country music person, I'm not going to play the vintage country George Strait list. If I know they don't like jazz, I'm not going to play jazz. I like to be able to say, who do you enjoy listening to? And like, know that I have like some sort of a selection where because I'm very triggered by music. You know this. I don't, if I'm at somebody's house and they're playing music, I can't stand it. It's not enjoyable for me. So I would rather be able to play something. I'm just going to assume people have such strong emotions to music as I do. And I want to <laughs> be able to accommodate just this, the background sounds for them. Okay. Um, sometimes I drop some music recs here on the podcast. Okay. I've been sending people you one. You've been you giving me zero response, which frankly, I'm sort of miffed by. Because no, I haven't I, even clicked it yet. Because I've been I sharing like, with a few oh. of my other friends and they're like, nailed it. I'm like, thank you. Um, okay. okay, if you need, does anyone else, I'm going to do a little dish out a little dirt here. Does anyone else throw down to rap music ever? Okay. I grew up in like Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, okay. Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Eminem. Okay, I'm not saying it was edifying. that even. Okay. Um, you're like Warren G territory. Did you see my post the other day on Instagram? I gave like a slick Rick shout out. People don't even know who that is anymore. Montel Jordan, slick Rick. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Like just. Well, I love to throw down sometimes to mm -hmm. music that's like, oh, come on. Give me some, give me some energy. I love jazz. I love all that stuff. But like sometimes mm -hmm. like when I'm lifting, I need something that kind of kicks me in the butt a little bit more than that. You lift. Yeah. Okay. For sure. And so mm -hmm. I found my daughter, there's this really silly song called Church Clap. And it's this rap for church kids. God bless these little homeschool church kids. And they're all doing their line dance. Homeschool is showing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. But it's okay. It's like catchy. Okay. And I was like, gosh, who wrote this song? So I looked up who this guy is. And his name is KB, just the letters. KB. He's a Christian okay. rapper. Okay. And he has mm -hmm. this album, His Glory Alone 2. 
And this came out okay. this year. This album came out this year. I have been <laughs> throwing down to this album like the last two weeks. It is okay. It's very like some of them are very like modern rappy, but then there's you know some girls sing in harmony and it, I mean it's just so fun and I swear I could lift an elephant when I listen to it. Yes, that's it. Will you please okay. listen to it? Okay. Yep. Um, a few of my favorites, if you listen to it, are Miracles. That's a great one. Um, Danza is a great one. Your way. It's not. Some of them are a little soft and slow, but um, Graves Reprise is a great one. And Who the Sun Sets Free is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. So um, imagine that. You will love Imagine That. Anyway, um, if you need a little, like, put on your earphones. I mean, there's nothing bad. It's Christian rap. There's nothing your kids can't hear. So you could crank it if you wanted to. I've listened, mm. showed it to my kids, and they're like, Mom. What is this? <laughs> but it's fun if you need a little energy to keep you going this mm -hmm. week. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, but yes, personalize the music. That's a great, great point. <laughs> All right. Yeah, where was uh, I? You know, it's just, yeah, it's it's the little things. It's the candle in the guest bathroom. It's mm -hmm. the chocolates on the pillow. We're just making like a little basket with couple skincare products a fresh bottle of water in the guest bedroom yeah. you know it's just it's just a little things yep okay i think this next one's important and i think we overlook it frankly okay. i think i need to up my game we need to we need to entertain the people okay so okay. it's really fun to have people over but have you ever been to those parties where it's like you kind of eat and then it just kind of dribbles out and then go home? Okay. Now, I know everybody's, this is cringy to say, but like, I actually think games, the right games can genuinely enhance the experience. It has to be the right game. It has to be the right game. Because you're talking to somebody who is not a gamer. And if it's a bad game, I'm like, look, you don't understand. I literally do not want to do this with you. I know. I know there are some families. I I have people in my life and that's, you go there to their house and that's what you know you're in for. You're in for a whole night of games. And like, I don't want to. It also has, so to, it be has the, to be the, the right, right length of game. Okay. And by the right game, I mean win, lose, or draw. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I love about kids because kids are great icebreakers sometimes. Okay. So sometimes when, again, my sweet little homeschool children, sometimes when we have company over, they'll want to play charades. Charades for them means that everyone writes down five things that they know of, which for kids is like shark, <laughs> gun, Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Unicorn. charades. And they'll just put yeah. them all in a hat and people will just go around and draw one out and have to act. Out. There's no points. There's no nothing like yeah. that. But it's silly. And it just, mm -hmm. it makes people laugh. It, it I mean, it's right. funny. It's funny. I think there are the right ones that can make it really fun. Yeah. I th I like charades and I like win, lose, or draw. But when people are like, let me teach you a new, there's some board game with three pages of rules. Mm -mm. I'm like, just shoot me. I don't want <laughs> no, to. No, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. Not interested in that. No. 
But, you know, I grew up in a big, like, card family. So I, my grandfather had 13 brothers and sisters. Most of them lived around mm -hmm. us. So I grew up with this, like, Depression-era generation of great aunts and uncles around me. And that's who we yeah. hung out with. And so when yeah. we went to visit our great aunt, we would sit around and we would play cards. That's what you did. Like canasta. What did you play? Like we were a big canasta family in um, Shanghai. My grandparents love Shanghai. I don't think I've ever played I know Shanghai. It, it's probably like, I feel like card games, I feel like card games are like regional, like line dancing. Yes. You're like, oh, do you know yes. the tush push? And somebody from <laughs> Texas is like, yeah, I know it. And they start doing it. And you're like, that is not the tush push. You know? Like, <laughs> Never heard that. No, it's That's true. Right. Every kind no of card family has are its like, own yeah. card things and its own card rules. But mm -hmm. I grew up playing cards with my sisters. And that's literally in the summertime. The sun went down. We would everyone get out a deck of cards and we would play nerds, which is kind of like solitaire with yourself. But then you're building on central cards. Yeah. You try to get be the first okay. one without you, your cards. Anyway, we would play this mm -hmm. till two, three in the morning. And... It's simple and it's silly and it's mm -hmm. fun and it's something to do. It's like an interactive yeah. point. And I should teach my kids Shanghai. It's so my family fun. Gets hardcore. They're like, do you want to play Shanghai Vegas rules? Like, <laughs> everybody's Stuart just taught my boys how to play poker. So they play with pennies and they play poker. And it's hilarious. It's so fun. Yeah. Like watching their little faces when they're trying to like hold back that they've got a really good hand right. you know and their mouth is just twisting because they, they're so excited <laughs> it's anyway again yes this is regional and this is personal but i think we need to yeah. think about entertainment so again mm -hmm. this is really old-fashioned my great aunts and uncles when we had a christmas party every year they would have the kids who played a musical instrument or sang they would get up and they would do something for the group. We do that. We're like, form. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, yeah. when they're like, okay, it's time. You're like, ah, oh, wah, wah. But then it's always enjoyable. It is always mm -hmm. enjoyable. And maybe I'm just getting older, but I kind of see where they were coming from. <laughs> Your parents paid good money for those piano lessons. Play. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you organize any kind of entertainment? Um, if it's somebody that I know would like to hear the children play the piano, then I will tell the kids, I, I think that would really mean a lot to them. Would you please be prepared to play something? Excuse me. Um, and then, no, maybe not organized. I mean, here's what we do. We like to dance in our family. So the later it gets... The louder the music gets, the more old school the music gets, whether it's um, <laughs> hip hop or country. Uh, we do have a, an open space in the basement, so we are known to turn on the disco ball and get out the roller skates. Like, we like to have fun. So, yeah, we've, mm -hmm. we move the furniture and we'll two-step around the living room. and But it's not like, and now we shall two-step. It kind of like <laughs> morphs, you know. It, it kind of morphs that way, so oh i think that's fun yeah um mm -hmm. stewart obviously plays the guitar and a lot of times at the holidays my brother-in-law jeremy's here those two will play for hours just hours mm -hmm. and it, it always is amazing how people will just sit around and watch they love it there's yeah, always a fire sure. going yeah. inside or outside and 
it's just mm-hmm. it's fun um speaking of parties slowly morphing into something else can be a fun idea to think music. of a signature cocktail <laughs> <laughs> unless of course cue the wine music um you're drinking dry farm i know wines. if i text you wine segment <laughs> i'm gonna get that your notifications are silenced <laughs> um you've got time not before thanksgiving it's too late for that but this is a really beautiful time so like i said my sister-in-law is coming for christmas and she does not like to drink bad wine it really affects her she she just won't drink anything at all because it gives her such a bad headache um, mm-hmm. But she can drink Dry Farms with no problem. And so I've put in an extra order myself for the holidays because I want to make sure that she has some really beautiful wines to enjoy. Um, so these are those beautiful wines we talk about each week here on the podcast because there's no sugar added and the grapes are never sprayed with any sort of chemicals or pesticides. They're grown organically and... Um, What's the word? Bio. I was going to say biodiverse. Biodynamic. Biodynamic. No, it's biodynamic. And there's no GMO yeast added. So what you're experiencing is a natural fermentation from the yeast that was on that fruit when it was picked. Whether it was picked in Austria or Italy or Australia or France, you're getting to experience like the literal culture Mm -hmm. of wherever that wine is from. It's beautiful. Yep. So you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and give it a try, guys. You can do a bottle of three, which is a pretty low bar for entry and see if they settle well with you. See if you feel good after you drink them. These tend to be slightly lower alcohol wines because they're not adding extra sugar to get a higher alcohol content. So usually 12, 12 and a half, sometimes 13% which is a percentage or two lower than normal. This yeah. isn't like... And when you do... Th- yeah. No, go ahead. When you do that box of three, they're going to give you an extra one. So it's really a box of four. When you do a box of six, you're going to get seven, 12, 13. And um, it's a good thing. I actually messaged... Uh, you can become a VIP member when you create an account on their website. I messaged today. I'm like, I would just like brute in my bubbly box for the rest of the year. <laughs> just brute champagnes, please. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, So yes, have it on hand. This is a great thing to have on hand to bring out a special bottle to share with company. Makes them feel special. You can share Mm -hmm. about it, tell them about it. It makes it fun. It adds a little spice to it. Um, But if you're looking for something a little bit harder, (laughs) then make make a fun cocktail. You can batch make cocktails and have them ready ahead of time which i think is really enjoyable because we just had my friend amber's 40th birthday party and i was in charge of cocktails so i made two big batches i made old fashions so it was a rye whiskey orange peel simple syrup something else bitters something anyway a really easy one to make ahead. And I literally had it in this big, pourable pitcher. And then I made up a batch of French 75s. So gin, honey, simple syrup. And then I printed off a little label. The old fashioned said, serve over ice with a twist of orange, which I had in a little bowl. 
And the French 75 had a little label on it that said mix 50% with champagne. And we had the champagne sitting Mm -hmm. next to it. So people felt welcome. They felt like they could just go up to the bar, pour a glass. They knew what it was. It was labeled. It was pre-mixed. It was just really enjoyable because there wasn't the whole cocktail mess, husband running around trying to make sure everyone's got what they need. People could just sort of serve themselves. And it was really pleasant. Cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love French I like 75s. That. I like that. Because otherwise somebody kind of gets assigned to it, you know? And like you said, then they're keeping up with it or they get five drink orders and they're segregated from the group. Yeah. They're over there like shaking and yep. doing all the things. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, let's talk about kids. Okay. Because we love kids. Kids are wonderful. And I think I would never want to see kids as like a hindrance to a wonderful holiday party. To me, it's life. And our pastor always says, if your church isn't crying, it's dying. And I love that. Like, you want to hear those cries. Mm -hmm. By the way, congratulations to my beautiful friend, Dolores. She just had her baby last week, finally. One of those pregnancies that seemed to go, for me, it was like, you've been pregnant a long time. Yeah, I'm sure she very much felt that. Um, So that was really exciting news. But what are tips that you've sort of accumulated over the years on having people over with kids, on entertaining kids, or just sort of accounting for that beautiful new generation at something like the holidays? I mean, it's cliche. I do do a kid's table, but I try to make it really exciting for them. And, you know, whether it's, again, like the markers or mm-hmm. or letting my kids create like the place cards or something, mm-hmm. you know, here we did this for you. Like, this is your little drawing. I made this drawing of you and here's your mm-hmm. your bike because you're always right. You know, just something customized. Um, so I do a kid's table. My aunt did this growing up and she always had taken a paper cutter and construction paper and had just stacks of cut paper for the kids to make paper chains. Mm-hmm. It keeps them busy for hours. They can decorate. Then they get to do like start decorating and taping it to doorways and whatever. So kids table, paper chain, a palooza. Um, and then I do, I let the kids go first. So I have sisters or grandmas or sister-in-laws or whatever. We we serve the kids first. We get them situated because for me, like I just want to eat my food. If I've made a really delicious meal, I don't want to be interrupted. I don't want to be up, down, up, down, up, down. Um, I think it's just better to get them going, give them something to do because they're going to be done first. And that's where the whole paper chain thing comes in. That way they're not asking for dessert while you're still finishing your meal. Um, and that's just kind of like the how I like timeline, at least the, the dinner experience part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. I think this is kind of one of those things where it's great to plan and prepare to and say, Mm -hmm. okay, you're bringing your two month old or whatever. Great. We've got a pack and play. We'll set it up in our room. You know, you need a box fan. Do you need like, what do you need? Right. Bring out the high chair. We keep a, one of those ones that clips on to the edge of your table. (laughs) Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. We keep one of those underneath our house so that 
okay, we'll bring it out, clip it on. In the dungeon. It's like a dungeon. Yeah. It's probably still covered in mushed banana from my last skin, <laughs> but here you go. Um, but yeah, just kind of anticipating my needs. My friend Natalie, she always goes above and beyond with the kids' table. And and I love okay. this because um, they do more entertaining in their house than probably anybody I know. And it's not, they don't have a huge formal dining room. It's, it's just a normal house. So they often will set up their school table and they'll dress that up for where the kids will sit. And then sometimes they even have like mm -hmm. one of those little plastic picnic tables. And that's where the little, little kids mm -hmm. will sit. I've brought that in before. The little hot pink and yellow yeah. and teal yeah. little tykes thing. I've brought yeah, the that little in tykes one. Exactly. Yep. yep. And she'll Absolutely. try to make it really fun. So if it's a baby shower, let's say, you know, there will be, okay, maybe a few little vases of flowers on it. And then there will be like little beaded necklaces and pink M&Ms <coughs> or something, you know? And so she'll put, she'll just dribble all these beautiful little children things in the middle of this table and they go crazy for it. They love mm -hmm. it. And it's so fun and festive and happy. And there's a thousand different ways you could do that, but it does make it really exciting for them, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like if you're stressed about your china, then just go get like some freaky turkey paper plates and mm -hmm. give them to the kids and give them their own stuff. If you're, if it's, if that's going to put you on edge, like always be looking, is somebody going to spill something? Is somebody going to drop a plate? You know, um, Give them what they want. They want to be able to throw it away when they're done. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal. And save the fussy stuff for your table. If that makes you feel better, don't feel bad about it. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving children China. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I just like, I never did, even for my kids, we don't have plastic. Like, I always had ball jars. Mm -hmm. My kids just went right from, like, the boob to a ball jar, you know? So it's, I never, it was inconvenienced inconvenient for my guests as I was learning and being a younger mom because I didn't have what other moms had on hand. Mm -hmm. So it was good for me to learn, like, just get paper, get stuff that's not even going to stress other moms out. I'm still learning that where I'm like, look, let's just, let's just be normal. You can be weird and do all your things that you like. On your own time. On your you own time. You can be time. weird on your own time. Yep. On your own time, but like... And you can do things like you can have your dry farm. I'm going to order oysters. You can do right. your little weird things, but your weird things need not inconvenience other people. Right. And that's, that's not, just not the what point. hospitality is. It isn't your moment to shine. Like, yep. as much as that's kind of our culture is like, oh, look at how good she is at this. It's really not about that. You're good at it when you are accommodating to other people. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay, and we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. Let's talk about shopping. Shopping online at the new Parisian Farm Girl shop or shopping with me in Paris next year. First things first, have you visited the new Parisian Farm Girl shop? I am now featuring everything you've come to love about Parisian Farm Girl style from plaid to antique transferware dishes. This month, I will be restocking with treasures from my trip to the Paris flea market. So visit every Friday as new items are added from oil paintings to copies of some of your favorite dresses you've seen me wear. And while you're there, 
You'll also find details on how to secure your place. On one of my 2024 trips in April and October of next year, I'll be taking small groups of people to Paris for the flea marketing trip of a lifetime. But don't wait because some of those weeks are almost sold out. So visit ParisianFarmGirl.com and click My Shop to find beautiful pieces to decorate your home and details about the Paris Flea Market Tours. That's P-A-R-I-S-I-E-N-N-E, farmgirl.com, and click My Shop. Home cooks, listen up. We've all got to cook, and sometimes that's a bit boring and hard. There's no escaping the demands that come from our kitchens, whether we're cooking for one or many. So let's make it fun, nourishing, and delicious. I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community with me, Shay. You can visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you're going to get five whole food, nourishing and inspired recipes each month created from scratch in my own kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Let's talk sexy, simple, luxurious natural skincare. That's right, I'm talking about Tubes & Co. If you think that natural skincare has to come at the cost of results, we invite you to visit tubesandco.com and use their incredible skincare. Use code FALLBEAUTY for 10% off. Emily Toops began this family-run company because she believes that skincare products that nourish and restore can come from simple, wholesome ingredients. That means ingredients like cold-pressed olive oil and organic grass-fed tallow. Emily formulates her skincare with real ingredients without the use of synthetic chemicals, toxins, fillers, artificial colors, or fragrances. Their products are made in the USA and all the ingredients are sustainable and fair trade with transparent and ethical sourcing. Skincare products should nourish our skin without having to impart hormone-disrupting toxins. But don't just take my word for it. Visit tubesandco.com, click the skincare tab, and just read through the raving reviews. Homemakers just like you love the tallow balm, French clay soap, and glow serum. Visit tubesandco.com, shop organic skincare, and use the code FALLBEAUTY for a 10% discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think ultimately that you'll draw a lot more joy from that. Mm -hmm. You know, once you finally get it, I think that'll be better anyway. Mm -hmm. Yep. I only had one more thing on my list. Okay. Which is just being relaxed and cool, man. <laughs> just enjoy it. <laughs> We're doing it for the uh, people. One way I do that is by dressing really comfortable. I have something fabulous and comfortable yeah. for what I'm going to wear. If That's I'm in like point. pantyhose and high heels and my bra is too tight and I'm itchy and miserable just because I wanted to look fantastic, mm -hmm. I'm miserable. I think I've said this on the show before. I have this, don't laugh, here we go, like 25-year-old pair of velvet lounge pants. Lounge pants. They're like velvet pants from Old Navy. When Old Navy first came out forever ago, they had really nice clothing. And I bought this stupid pair of pants and I wear them every holiday because they're wonderful. And I wear like ballet flats and these 
beautiful pants and a gorgeous blouse, but at least then the bottom half of me is comfortable. I'm not trying to sausage my way into anything. Yep. I can get up, I can hop up, but I can hop down. It's great. I think for me, dressing comfortable, look looking really nice, but dressing comfortable is really important because it's physical. Yeah. You're like opening the oven, there's heat wafting up in your face. You're doing a lot when you're being the hostess. And so mm-hmm. I like to dress for the game. So Oh, I can't even in my own house I've got like these really cute little Sam Edelman leather booties that zip up and they've got a little mm-hmm. heel on them. And they're they're comfortable. There's nothing wrong with them. But like the sound and stiffness of them in my house. I'm right. like, this is stressing right. me out. I gotta take them yeah. off and put mm-hmm. on like a loafer or something that's just mm-hmm. softer and more comfortable. You know, I didn't even think about that, but my first year hosting Thanksgiving, I just, man, I worked myself up so tight. I was, mm. I had like for ridiculous reasons, it just felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders. Cause I just was so new to this mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I was doing. And I wore right. this really beautiful Brooks Brothers wool skirt like wool leggings underneath and it was really pretty but it was like just that much too tight on my waist and like that much too tight eventually it's like a rubber band on your finger where all of a sudden the circulation is just getting cut off and you're just like i want to kill everybody and really you just needed some looser pants exactly yeah (laughs) i try to like if there's going to be i always like i even say this on my parent paris trips i'm like paris like you're either like hot in the metro or you're cold outside like dress in layers i do that for entertaining too because when that when you got all five burners going and the oven's going you're like open the window it's getting hot in here i try to be able to like peel down and Mm -hmm. that's not my day to wear like a big fabulous sweater because no can't push it up can't work you know Mm -hmm. that doesn't that doesn't work Mm -hmm. um okay what else do you do to stay relaxed and enjoy um, I play, so I play my music while I'm getting ready yes. before they come over. Yes. And um, like when it's like the half hour marker, I have a glass of champagne. That's yeah. when Joel opens the champagne. He doesn't open it when they get here. He opens it right before. And then I just like make sure the candles are lit and I kind of go around. Yep. I try to not be like, um, I'm not frantic like for that final 30 minutes. Like that's when I'm in the zone. That's when I'm like, okay, this is cozy. It sounds good. It smells good. The kids are like chill. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's like doing the frantic mom routine, you know, so. Yep. I think even before that too, what I I have found on big days, like a Thanksgiving day, I do actually try to, I like to shower. Okay. So this isn't like, that's not the day for me to try to make my hair go another day. Do you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. No way. <laughs> so that's your, this isn't three day hair day. Okay. This is your day to like, yeah, take your time in the shower, shave, shave your armpits even, even if no one's going to see them. You know, those like small things that just kind of make you feel nice yeah. and it's relaxing. Yeah. It's relaxing to stand in a shower. Um, but I also find it really helpful to get a workout in, which I know doesn't sound like something you want to do on a day like that. But even if you don't work out like a 30 minute walk outside, something Mm -hmm. vigorous something that gets your blood moving because gosh you can just run yourself ragged and it's been all these like light tedious nippy little touches all day and then by the time you get to Mm -hmm. the end you're just kind of agitated 
because you've just kind of been blah, 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 all day. Do we like sound really type A? Is this just like a type A <laughs> podcast or do you think a lot of this applies to, <laughs> to people? Tight clothes trigger me. Noises trigger me. Like, <laughs> Well, I watched this one lady. She was a doctor and she was talking about touch and how moms, young moms can often feel very touched out, right? Because... But when you think about the type of touching you have with a young child, you're breastfeeding, mm -hmm. you're holding and you're rocking. So they're just kind of touching your skin, right? You're holding their hands. You're these, they're very light touches. And she talked about mm -hmm. what that does actually does to your body chemistry, those light sort of surface touches. They're, okay. Well, and they're poking, they're, they're poking, tugging, they're tugging. They're... Yeah. You get your ear caught on their blanket, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Versus let's say your husband at the end of the day coming up to you mm -hmm. full embrace says i knock my mic full embrace and like holding you like pushing yeah. through that layer that surface layer and actually like truly applying physical pressure, pressure. human pressure yeah yeah, yeah. and uh -huh. and then what that does to your body chemistry and so, hmm. you know, and sometimes I think when I'm fussing around the house all day, that is kind of what it's like. I'm picking things up here. I'm sweeping little things here. It's not huge physical demands on my body. It's all of these weird little da -da 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 -da, wipe off the counter. Okay, sweep up this, vacuum yeah. this rug. And your body almost needs that like, <laughs> that like full, deep push release of energy, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how the two would parallel mm -hmm. for sure. It's a lot of small talk, mm -hmm. right? It's a lot of chatter. Da, 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 da. And you just need to, you just need to throw on some KB and just. Right. And just go for it's it. Nice callback, Shay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that's all I got. I I do want to kind of remind you of this quote because I know some of you are going into this holiday season and things are not perfect. Maybe you're not in the house that you wish that you would be in this year or your account business uh, bank account is not where you wish it would be this time of year, whatever it is. We have all had to face those times of just have something. This is yeah, not yeah. what I was hoping that it would be. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's the loss of a loved one or whatever it is. And so my mind right now is really focused on how do we create not a physical place as much as an environment wherever we are with whatever we've got. So this idea that home is not a place necessarily, but it is this feeling, right? It is this feeling. So what can we do as homemakers in whatever four walls we find ourselves, in whatever situation we find ourselves, what can we do to create that feeling for our beautiful, wonderful people that we get to spend time with? Because ultimately, that is who we're doing it for. Right. For the people. For the people. Um, I'm going to leave you with this, okay? 
Okay. This is a quote from J.R. Miller. Okay. Homemakers, take heart. The woman who makes a sweet, beautiful home, filling it with love and prayer and purity, is doing something better than anything else her hands could find to do beneath the skies. Hmm. And I got to remind myself of that all the time. <laughs> so. Hopefully that's given you um, maybe some starting points. Maybe some yeah, good ideas. A good pep talk before the big day. For sure. Mm -hmm. Or not so big day. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. Um, so we will not have a fresh episode on Cyber Monday. Right. But we will be back the following week to uh, finish out this season. We have three or four more episodes. I'm not sure. Season December, 18. right? We're going through, I think, the yep, week we're gonna, until the week before Christmas. Yep, we're going to keep doing it for the people. And so we wish you a blessed and beautiful Thanksgiving and hope this inspired you and gave you a little direction, a few ideas to, to chew on and implement. And we hope you have a wonderful time with friends and family. Yep. And that you find yourself thankful. We're thankful for you. So, yep. Wonderful. All right, ladies. Sounds good. We will see you back here two weeks from today. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>